Hello everyone, welcome to my show Career Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, leaders and allies who provide insights and wisdom from the personal journey to inspire you. And this is your host Priyanka Komla. And for our listeners, do subscribe to us on LinkedIn Live by following Priyanka Komla or our Career Startup Podcast page. We have a YouTube channel as well as on your favorite podcast streaming platforms. And today we are super excited to have Poonam Saxena with us, who is a parenting coach and a marathon runner. Poonam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Priyanka. I'm so excited to be here with you today. It's such an honor to have you on the show, uh, Poonam. Uh, Poonam is also the host of the podcast, EDU Me, which focuses on bridging the gap and fostering a stronger relationship between parents and schools by empowering parents to become partners in the school. And she's currently an author in the making, writing an educational book as well as a memoir. So super excited to know more about you, Poonam. Oh, okay, let's go then. (laughs) So to our listeners, three reasons why you should be listening to this podcast today. You know, um, it's COVID, you know, being the lead parent has been a tough challenge for a lot of us, especially women. So as a parent, schooling your kids from home amidst COVID is an interesting challenge that a lot of us are trying to balance with our professional life. So I thought, why not bring a parenting coach who can actually help us navigate this field of uh, giving the best to ourselves as well as to our kids? And two, to learn a little bit more about Poonam's journey and career as a teacher, she has a wide experience under her belt for the last 20 years. And three, and the most interesting aspect of all, is lessons learned as an immigrant who's trying to balance the best of both worlds and culture, be it the US as well as India. So super excited to learn more about this, as well as the marathon medals that she has right behind her (laughs) hanging there, uh, and know a little bit more about interesting things that she started at age of 40, including marathon running. Yeah, it's been an interesting journey, so I'm excited to, to chat with you today. Thank you, Poonam. And uh, let's get started with your childhood. You grew up in Georgia. How was life back then when you look back? Ba- back then, you you have already acknowledged that I'm old. So yes, <laughs> it was fit and fabulous. You know, that, that's how I look at you. Well, thank you. Um, so I grew up in the 70s in Georgia. My father came to do his, you know, master's, his PhD, and ended up in with a position at the University of Georgia. We landed in a city south of Atlanta that was only um, white and black people. We were the only non-white black people in our community for the first 12 years. So it was a challenge because we were constantly learning not only about this new culture that we were growing up in, but also teaching our community more about us and what our culture meant. So many people would ask, and you have to think back to the 70s when there weren't a lot of Indian immigrants here, that we got asked often, especially in the South, what tribe we were from. Were we Cherokee? Were we Sioux? You know, that is how little education we had about the world at that time. Since, of course, we've grown, which is wonderful. But um, yeah, so it was it was an interesting childhood to grow up as the only Indians in a community. Priyanka, I'm sorry, I cannot hear you again. 
we've come a long way poonam um, yeah. you know things have changed a lot for the betterment and i'm so glad you've been the champions of advocating change to ensure people of different cultures can assimilate and thrive in a community yeah i give up Honestly, I give 100% of the credit to my parents because they're the ones who had to walk that tightrope of cultures of what they would want us to take from our culture from India and then also merge it with the community and society that we were being raised in. So they get 100% of the credit. We're just and the byproducts. And I hope they're listening to the show. I hope so. That uh you know as part of the asian culture we always look up to our parents no matter how old we are to always get their insights and advice on how do you navigate life so yes. kudos on continuing to do it with your parents as well i definitely am and i'm i'm sure that at times they are like oh my gosh they look at the caller id and go oh my gosh she's calling again what does she need but it's <laughs> it's a very comforting uh place to be to know that you have unconditional support without any hang-ups of how the relationship can be impacted you can be very honest with them i totally agree on that so thank you for sharing those interesting tidbits about your childhood as well now let's talk about being the lead parent and i know you recently mm-hmm. took up a course on um, how to navigate this field as well so I, i hope you can share some insights from that but i wanted to touch base on you know a recent comprehensive study that was done by mckinsey and leenan would suggest that many women especially mothers have to take a step back from their careers and their jobs because of the pandemic's impact on their lives you know as a parenting coach how do you feel about the situation and what advice would you give for you know mothers like me and as well as our spouses on how to be allies in this process it's such a a great question and such a timely question because even without the pandemic i think moms in general are feeling parent get mom guilt we don't have enough time to take care of our children or we perceive that and we also don't have time to devote to our careers if we choose to have that so we're constantly fighting within ourselves as to what is the best that we can do in that moment and so i'm going to reiterate the best we can do in that moment is all we can do and whether that means that our children are getting you know frozen french fries and you know whatever for dinner we have to be okay with that we have we have this perce- perceived notion that we need to be at some echelon all the time and it's not humanly possible and we have to step back and realize that it's okay that we don't do everything in 100% Now this is coming from a perfectionist. I cannot handle not doing something at 100%, but it also takes a toll in other ways. And we you and I talked about this offline about being cognizant of taking care of yourself. That is the number one thing that we need to do as moms and if we are if we have to be the lead parent which means we are stepping back from our career for a few months to take care of our children until until things stabilize the first thing we have to do is we have to take care of ourselves because without that peace and inner calm we cannot do anything 
and we are much less productive and our anxiety level is much higher. And again, I'm telling you this and I'm not, I did not take any of my advice. You know, and this <laughs> advice comes from uh, Poonam, who has four college-going children. Yeah, I do. So, so you know, that's that's great advice, especially for the millennial moms like me, you know, trying to figure out, you know, we all are perfectionists. We want to have the best for everyone, but our self-care takes, takes a backseat always, right? So, and I got a lot of personal advice from Poonam <laughs> on how self-care is like crucial and you know, she told me, hey, you need to take a step back and, you know, do what you got to do for yourself yeah. uh, as part of your self-care routine, which I think we need to hear a lot more from our community. And, and you were talking about trying to manage the work-life balance and the, the spousal support or significant other support. You know, we women generally are the lead parent. So we know inherently that we're going to need to stay, step back. If our child is sick, we have to pick them up. If there's an injury that they've sustained at school or wherever, we are going to be that parent that steps in. But we can employ our significant other, our spouses, to come in and help us by detailing what we want. So often we don't tell them what we want. We assume that they know. Just being in the house and, you know, hopefully through osmosis. But we have to be very clear and concise in what we would like for them to do. And if that means, can you please chop the vegetables for me tonight so that I can do this? Then, you know, that is something that they can help with. And that takes one less, one more thing off of your plate. So healthy communication is very essential and delegating is something that as women, we need to feel comfortable doing on an ongoing basis. And Asian women don't do that very well. We don't, we don't generally communicate well and we also um, don't delegate. So what would you say if I ask, if you can give us three great tips to be a good leader at work, but at the same time, be a good parent to your kid? Okay, so, you know, I'm going to share one thing that we've already talked about, and that is to take care of yourself. You cannot do anything if you are not in a mental space to be focused on what you're doing, whether it is at work and focused on a project, or if you are talking to your children and trying to navigate a certain situation with them, it's very, very important that you do something for yourself so that you're in the right mind frame. Mm -hmm. The second thing I would suggest is stay calm. And that is the hardest thing for us to do. We're just not wired to stay calm when we are going at 100 miles an hour trying to get everything done. But it's really important to find that moment of taking a deep breath, stepping back, and realizing what's the most important thing for you to do. Is it really going to change your life if your children have frozen french fries for dinner? Eh, probably not. So we have to really prioritize. And then the third thing that I would say is show your children you love them. You know, we Asians don't typically exude our love. We show them in other ways by cooking or by, you know, taking them to this, that, or the other. But we need to tell them. We live in a country and we live in a society now 
where they need to hear those words from us because they need the security. Those are three awesome nuggets of wisdom, Poonam. And I really agree in terms of communicating to our kids that we love them. I think that's something that we'll have to do more intentionally as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes work. It doesn't just come naturally to it a boom, Like overnight, right? Because I need to be, you know, more cuddly with my kid or express my love and gratitude. It, it happens over a period of time. Yes, it definitely does. That's awesome. So let's talk about your journey as a teacher. So to our mm -hmm. listeners, uh, Poonam holds a bachelor's degree in psychology from Emory University and a master's in education from the University of South Florida. And you've also done uh, teaching for 10 years and then you spent 20 years volunteering in children's schools and their classrooms and working with the administrative staff. Talk to us about, you know, an interesting aspect in this journey as a teacher. So I come from a family of teachers. I think, and I would say that we all come from a family of teachers, whether it's by profession or not. You know, we learn something from every single person we we interact with. They teach us something to let us think outside of the box. Or, you know, if they're a teacher, then they are actually imparting something that they have researched or learned or in a classroom from our teachers. So when I was teaching, I taught special education. Uh, students with special needs, because I felt like they needed more of an upper hand than the regular education students. So my heart really goes out to those who are struggling. And maybe because I struggled with some of my part of my education career that I had that empathy for those who are also struggling. So that's where my career focused all of it was focused on students with special needs. But what I learned in those 10 years was there are three, three aspects of teaching, or three parts of education, I should say. One is the education, right? The teachers, the administrators, the districts, the federal and local governments, right? The departments of education. The second piece of that pie is students, because all of these entities are imparting their desires onto the students. The third piece that I found that was missing at a very high level was parent involvement, because the parents are the liaison between the schools and the children. And because students are being told what to do, they are following. That's how, how we normally are as young people. But parents are the ones who can actually come in and bridge that gap between the bureaucratic piece of education and the emotional piece of education, which is the students. No, that's, so that's, a very, that's a very good way of looking at it, Poonam, as somebody who has worn the hats of being a teacher as well as you know, a parent herself. Parenting is parenting is hard. You know that. But what's what's hard is that when we send our kids to school, we're thinking that okay, the teacher now has it; they're taking care of it. Okay, but the student doesn't understand all of the nuances that are being told to them. That's that's our job. Our job is to break them into pieces and then share them with our children. And then the reverse back to the teachers, the administrators to give them feedback and fee feedback in a 
positive, kind, thoughtful method is the way that we should be interacting with our schools. You can't wait until there's an emergency or an issue and then come in as a bully. You have to build those relationships early. Now, that's a great piece of advice. Now, let's talk about uh, your your cultures that you balance. You know, as, a, as an immigrant, we talked about how you try to instill the best of both worlds, be it the U.S. or back home in India. What's one advice you would have for, you know, Asian Americans like us, the younger generation, on continuing to value both the traditions, but at the same time having your individuality as part of your uh, life? It's not easy. It's not easy. We are choosing, and my parents chose to raise us in a foreign land where they did not have all of the support, the emotional support of family and, and culture and familiarity. So what the piece of advice that I would give as you are raising your children in a different culture is stay true to who you are. If you are very tied to your family and culture in India, then you instill as much as you can while you are in that foreign land. But it's natural that there are, your children will pick up only a piece of that. And obviously we cannot do it now because we cannot travel. But if you want to continue to create that culture, you have to take them back home to the motherland. You have to immerse them. What my parents did was every second summer, we would spend three months in India, completely immersed in our culture back home. We would ride the train and the buses and the rickshaws and, you know, we would go to movies and we literally lived in India for three months. And that is really how I am able to talk about my home I consider India my home, even though I wasn't born there, a, a part of me. And then as you go down the, to, down the generations, of course, you're going to lose some of it. But the pieces that you can maintain are the family relationships and the, the cultures that you model. You celebrate the, the celebrations, that you, the festivities that you find important. We're coming, all coming into festivity season, right? Every, so many festivals coming. You know, you do whatever you can, but you also have to be very mindful that when your child walks out the door, that they're in a totally different environment. They're not in our Indian or Asian environment. And that is something we have to be very cognizant of. Yeah, and you know, it's about how do you compromise, right, on a lot of uh, expectations around raising our kids in a different country. Yes, and, and with my children, because I am first gener generation born and raised, I have to be very specific with my children. If there is something that I want them to do, I have to be very specific. Again, it goes back to communication. I have to communicate to them what is important to me. So we had a family reunion about three weeks ago with about 50 of us from all over the world. And it was important to me that my children were there. So I told them, and they're all in their 20s, right? So they sleep in late and all of that. So I said, you have to get up. I need you. This is important. So I needed to communicate because if I just told them this was happening, 
then that doesn't that doesn't mean they're going to um, engage. Right. It's right. helping them understand the value, right, of nurturing these relationships. And I'm so glad you're acting as a bridge between different generations of people. It's it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing, but it's it's one of the things I'm most proud of is to be able to be part of both cultures and feel engaged in both cultures. That's pretty impressive. And so that's a nice segue to what I wanted to ask you next about bridging the gap uh, with the community through your EDU Me podcast. So tell us why should one listen to the podcast? So why should one listen? Well, um, I think what the premise is, is to educate parents on that third piece of the pie we talked about earlier, which is helping our children and helping our schools understand what's happening. So many times the teacher is saying something and the student is reacting in a way that's maybe not perceived as positive, but why is the student not perceived that way? Why is the teacher feeling like they're not making their point? effectively. That's our job. Our job is to help them with that. Our job is to help our children understand that. So what we do at EDUME is really bring in professionals and different topics to help bridge that gap. Some of it is simple, you know, creating a, a meal plan that can help you not want to pull your hair out during the weekdays as you have so many things on your plate to this week's episode is all about my children. My four children are on and they're talking about the impact of how they felt having an involved parent in their schools. How does our involvement impact them? Because sometimes they're happy and sometimes they're not. And I think that'll be a great episode for our listeners to check out, uh, you know, especially when you're hearing from, uh, the end consumers, right? You know, right. You look at it, you know, talking about how successful your parenting journey has been and you hear from your kids themselves. I, I learned a lot. Let's just say that. Things I didn't know. I'm, I'm so glad they were very uh, uh, diplomatic about it as well as we as we were chatting before. Now, there's the virtual podcast movement that's coming, across, coming about in a couple of weeks. Uh, to our listeners, it's one of the the biggest gatherings of podcasters from all over the world. And it's uh, co-founded by Jared Eastley, who was one of our past guests on the podcast as well. So we have big wigs like Mark Cuban and uh, 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 you know other top people joining uh, on the stage. And we have Poonam, who will also be sharing her <laughs> podcasting journey. So Poonam, tell us uh, more about how excited you are to, being, to be part of that podcast movement. I've only been podcasting one year next week. So it is a huge honor to be sharing the stage with these podcasters who've been podcasting for years. I mean, Mark Cuban, wow, right? There's so much excitement for this conference. It is a virtual conference. My topic will be on racial injustices, racial injustices and how we can help podcasters. You know, Black Lives Matter was reignited back in June at the horrific death, after the horrific death of George Floyd. You know, this is a cyclical 
issue that we are dealing with, but that's not the only issue we're dealing with. Racism is one of the things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have, we have gender inequality where women are still making only 81 cents on the dollar this year. I mean, we're in 2020. So my topic will be really talking to other podcasters out there to say, hey, bring in some of these underrepresented groups and let's have this conversation. Let's elevate their voices because their voices are just as important as anyone else's and more so because they are underrepresented. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Poonam. And to our listeners, if you're interested in being part of this podcast conference, uh, you know, you could be a podcaster or just want to learn about what podcasting is from all these varied hosts. Uh, we have an exclusive uh, discount for $50 off uh, as part of your registration fee. So uh, stay tuned on our uh, on our Twitter channels and LinkedIn channels to get that exclusive promo code. So you can go and hear Poonam as well. Yes, please join me. I would love to have you. That's awesome, Poonam. So we have a fun rapid fire on for you. Are you ready oh. for it? Okay, let me let me adjust my seat. Okay, I'm ready. Go, Priyanka. <laughs> All right, you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind in a word when I say the following. Role model? My parents. What does happiness mean to you? Watching my children succeed. What's one fun thing about Poonam, apart from her marathons, I should say, maybe you could talk a little bit about that, um, that you want to share with our listeners. Yeah, let me share that one, because what I thought of earlier, I don't think I want to share that because my parents are listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I started running when I was 40. I was a couch potato. I did nothing until I was 40. I drank three Cokes a day. I had a bag of potato chips. I was the most unhealthy eater on the planet. I was never big but it was just really unhealthy eating. And I turned 40 and I was looking at my heredity, right? My my path forward, looking at, you know, diabetes and heart disease and cholesterol and all of these things. And I had to make a change because I knew if I didn't do it at 40, it was not going to happen. So I started running and I had no idea what I was doing. So I just started running And two and a half years later, I ran my first marathon in Chicago. And then since I've run three more. So I love running. It's, it's, it's my self care. That's amazing. And you've done four marathons and the medals behind her, which are, which is what's hanging behind her. (laughs) (laughs) The proud accomplishments. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, thank you for, for highlighting it. Uh, The last question for you. What is your native language and one word to describe yourself in it? So my native native language, my first language was Hindi. So even though I was born and raised here, my, my parents taught us Hindi first. So that was my first language. So I would say that is my native language. My, my one word to describe me, I actually had to text my kids and ask because I wasn't really sure what what my one word could be. So I am choosing passionate. I am passionate about my family. I'm passionate about my friends. I'm passionate about my work. And I'm passionate about wanting to continue to push the envelope. I don't want to have any regrets the day that my body gives up on me. I want to keep moving. So that that's what I'm passionate about. 
that's a great piece of advice and i'm so glad you got the opinion poll of your kids <laughs> and i'm having known you they've they've looked at you in the right way is what i would say so well done mama <laughs> <laughs> thank you i really appreciate that priyanka thank you so much punam for being on our show and before i let you go i would like to get some parting thoughts on uh, your experience being on the show and why should one listen to the show to your show mm -hmm. oh first of all priyanka's amazing she's she's young she's vivacious she's got so many wonderful thoughts of how we can connect our cultures and i did not have that growing up so i'm so glad to see that you are doing that because asian americans deserve a voice at the table every single day and especially asian american women who have traditionally not had that voice so i am grateful for you for bringing this voice to to so so many people thank you so much uh, punam and we're so excited and to have had you on our show so thank you again thank you it's been an honor so to our listeners out there the three key takeaways with punam saxena parenting coach and podcaster and a marathon runner one self care is very important especially when you're the lead parent and i think we should not feel guilty about spending time for ourselves and two being calm and composed be it in communication with schools your kids and to yourself and your family i think uh, that's a, a crucial takeaway for us in these challenging times and three it's never too late to get started right uh, you know especially when you started becoming a marathon runner at in your 40s yeah. that gives a lot of inspiration to always stay fit and fabulous like punam and punam thank you so much for being on our show and we really love edu me podcast and i would encourage our listeners to go and hear this wonderful podcast and especially the episode that she has with her husband uh, as well as <laughs> it's it's always interesting to hear these funny casual conversations which make you feel that you're part of a family well i'm so glad that you listened and i'm glad you enjoyed the one with my husband that is how we actually talk so it was an honest conversation that's pretty awesome and punam you also do webinars on these kinds of topics why don't you talk a little bit to our audience before we wrap sure. up before sure so I, every thursday at 7:30 on facebook live i do a live webinar it's really about what's going on in the world what is affecting me what is affecting you so many times i'll put a poll out on social media to say what are you struggling with this week let's talk about it because right now we're struggling with so many different things so the webinar the and i call them edunars they're educational webinars to really bring in everyone so we can have a dialogue right now that's what we're missing we're not able to have human to human contact so come join me at my table on thursdays that's awesome and we'll have the links to uh Poonam's work is part of our episode notes, so do check them out. And it's time to share some thoughts from our listeners. We have Satya who says, "Nice show." So thank you, Poonam, for that wonderful, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, validation we're getting from our listeners as well. Yeah. So thank you again, Poonam, and we're super excited for your upcoming podcast talk at the Virtual Podcast Movement, as well as to all your endeavors going forward on EDU Me in terms of educating parents as part of uh, being great parents as well as great human beings for ourselves. Thank you and good so much luck to you as you're bringing these voices to to the table.
Thank you, Poonam. So to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us until another episode with another interesting guest. This is your host, Priyanka Komla, signing off from Career Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, leaders, and allies who provide insights and wisdom from their personal journey to inspire you. And do subscribe to our uh, podcast channels on YouTube, under Career Startup Podcast, or LinkedIn Live by following me, Priyanka Komla. And Catch up on all these episodes on your favorite podcast streaming platforms. Thank you and have a wonderful rest of the day.